The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. And joining us, as he does every week here in the locker room, Matt Stinchcomb joining us here on the Fan 680-93-7 FM. It is here, Stinch. Bowl season arrives, and now we know where everybody is going for the Georgia man and woman. They know they're going to a bowl game, the Orange Bowl down in Florida against Florida State. But everybody who played in the regular season and was on the roster uh, won't be there, and that will be at least in part because Brock Vandergriff has now decided to transfer, and he will be a Kentucky Wildcat. First and foremost, your thoughts on that move and then on the discussion of guys who will play, who may not play, and who won't play. Yeah, you know, when you said it's that time of year, I was thinking, and what time is that? The Portal Olympics? Because <laughs> that's what's going on right now. I mean, this is bowl season has been completely overtaken by you know, early signing period, and then that was overtaken by, you know, the actually probably hastened in the, the advent of the coaching carousel. And now all that's been trumped by the Portal Olympics that happens, you know, every year these days. And, and really, you know, that's the most challenging part about, I don't know, predicting, handicapping bowl season is who's going to play. I mean, these teams, it's always been an exhibition. Bowl season's always kind of been a season unto itself because you can get better, you can get worse. You know, guys used to it would be make sure you keep your academics in order. You know, don't fade at the end of the academic term because sometimes, kind of rarely, you get to the bowl game, you'd be like, oh, you know, where's, you know, fill in the blank? Well, you know, he's academically ineligible. That was what it would be owing to. Now it's, uh, you know, they just, they either opted out. That was where it really got rolling. It's the, you know, uh, Christian McCaffrey, the Leonard Fournette's are just like, yeah, I just, I you know, I'm, I'm going pro. I'm not going to play in the Holiday Bowl or whatever. And you know, now it's, well, yeah, they're not playing because they're in the portal and they're on their way to fill in the blank campus. So it, it, it really is a challenge. I mean, you look at FSU. Obviously, we know Jordan Travis won't be out there. It does look like Rodemaker will be, or at least be available. But defensively on what is a really impressive unit. Um, one of the better defensive fronts, certainly when it comes to, you know, the ability to affect the passer. Um, who knows if they're going to have, you know, Jared Burst, does he go out there? And the fact that he even came back for this season is kind of surprising. Um, and then obviously, you know, Brock Vandegrift as a backup at, at Georgia, um, you know, depending on the scoreboard, that would be the only reason why that would have you know, an impact on, on what Georgia's decisions might have been, maybe in their bowl prep, but um, not as material an impact. And, you know, maybe Kentucky will come out better this time around because Devin Leary experiment did not go that, that well uh, translating from the ACC last season for him. Stinch, with all those things you're just talking about and what bowl games have become of who's playing, who's not, do you think we're close to seeing a first ever a team just say, look, I'm good. We're, we're not going to play in it. Thanks for the invite. 
but I'm missing all these players. I've got some coordinators gone. Do you and how how much how much of a bad look would that be? Uh, you know, it's funny. A couple of years ago, A and M tapped out, but that was COVID, um, right? That was because of yeah, co- no. Well, as we know, they hid behind COVID. Um, <laughs> the real concern was that um, yeah, I mean that was a that was farcical. We were sitting there going, they, they tapped out of COVID so early that even the COVID protocols at the time didn't support their tapping out. They were like, oh yeah, we won't be able to fill the team. Well, how, how could you know that now? You know, let's you know you could have had plenty of guys back eligible given the the time period or whatever it was the what do we used to call it the gestational period isolation or period whatever. or whatever yeah thank you <laughs> yeah gestational that ain't it but anyway something like that um, we don't seem to pay attention to it at all even though COVID's still here with us it's amazing you can still play football and practice and everything it's weird <laughs> but now uh, you, other than that that's the only real instance that we've seen but I, I will say that. Um, it does seem possible. Also, though, with the we'll call it um, you know, loosening of the redshirt rules, the fact that that doesn't accrue towards your four eligibles, your four eligible games, then you know you can get some young guys out there, play with some new faces, get those practices. I do think that the programs covet that. So I don't know that they'll turn it down, but I do think on an individual basis, coaches and players. You know, they're dipping out at a higher and higher frequency when it comes to bowl games. Stitch, what would go into your decision? I know you was a, you were a first-round pick, uh, I think 18th overall. Um, what would go into your decision if you had to make a decision as where, whether to play in a bowl game that's not a championship game and then uh, whether to sit out or come back and play with your teammates in the locker room? Uh, well, yeah, I never really had the whole, is this a championship, not a championship? We, we, we never really had, got a swing at that. So that was never mm. – that was never on the radar screen. If that was the case, I wouldn't have played in any bowl games. Um, but we had, uh, for me, uh, personally, this was, it was never a consideration. It was, but I was more of the mindset that if you could play, then you played. And if it wasn't your best, but if your best was better than the next best option, then you still played. It wasn't this, well, I don't want to go out there and put out bad film and, you know, I'm not 100%, so I'm just not going to play. If, if you could help the team, then you played, and that was it. And I felt like that's what I signed up for, uh, and that was the expectation. Is what I, I, I really – it was not even – it was not even a consideration. And my senior year, incidentally, it was – I had uh, dislocated my shoulder versus Auburn and missed the next game. It was the only game I missed uh, versus Ole Miss, came back and played – you know, with my arm strapped down, literally, to uh, versus versus uh, y'all tech. Um, mm. uh, we won't talk about the outcome of that game. And then <laughs> it's uh, history, Stitch. <laughs> no, it is history. You were you were not out of bounds, Joe. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> you should have won the Heisman that year. You were not out of bounds. The, uh, the uh, <laughs> and then uh, and then in the Peach Bowl, uh, where I did not. I didn't play very well. You know, Patrick Kearney, that guy owes me money um, because <laughs> the way he played that game, uh, you know, it couldn't hurt, definitely didn't hurt his draft status. Mm-hmm. Um, but you played because um, because you were, you know, at the time you, were, I was the best option, even with that, you know, with that uh, issue. You just you played, 
if you could play, you played. And, and you know, you see a lot of guys, a lot of guys now where, oh, you know, I'm not at my best. I'm not going to go out there. Oh, I don't want to put the bad film out there. I don't, I, I don't ascribe to that mentality. I can't I have a really, really hard time relating to that mentality. I feel like if you yeah. signed up to do it, then you should do it. And, you know, if you're not willing to, then don't sign up. You know, we got guys that are just tapping out. You know, we got the the kid at, at South Carolina. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Antoine Wells. I'm not going to call yeah. him Juice. I got tapped out on his team. Took mm. NIL money. Tapped out on his team. Jumps in the portal. That's Bush. Damn. I just uh, I got you know I've got a real real problem with some of this stuff that's going on where these dudes are. Oh, I got to do what's best for me. Okay, great. But don't pretend like you're on this team. Right. This is a team sport. Anyway, I'm ranting now. Sorry. Good. Bush League, you're exactly right. What did you think about the committee's decision on the Final Four before we let you get out of here? Yeah, I mean. And leaving Florida State out, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I don't think that Florida State's one of the four best teams. Right. Um, I don't know what else they could have done. Um, you know, they can't help that the Travis kid got hurt. Um, I, I don't buy into the Ohio State analogy that, well, look at what Ohio State did with their third-string quarterback. I'm like, yeah, but is that a, an exception or is that a rule? Right. Um, and so, you know, it's, I, I genuinely feel for Florida State uh, because uh, it's just a horrible circumstance. I also think that even with Jordan Travis healthy, I, I would, were I on the committee, if you're not allowed to do the eye test, then why do we have a committee? Let's just put together a bunch of quantifiable metrics and let a computer burp out who the top four. We, we kind of did that back in the BCS. Remember when we mm-hmm. got Virginia Tech in the finals? And everybody was like, whoa, we got to tweak this thing. That's too much computers. The computers are screwing this up. Because we all know that they probably weren't the second one or first or second best team that year. Um, and I feel like, you know, this is why we have a committee. I don't think they got it right, though, because you can't boot FSU out and keep Georgia out as well. But how do you cram Georgia in there, given that Texas beat Alabama and, and all the things? It was just too crowded of a field. So I think they got closer. We haven't gotten the top four yet. Not really. Every year they screw it up. Somebody <laughs> gets in there that doesn't belong. But I think ultimately, uh, I say they screwed up. Getting the top four, I think they've screwed up. I think ultimately having the, the two best or what what could be you know most likely the two best teams – I think they've gotten that close to right. I do feel like the best team in uh, for that season ends up being the champion. I do think that we've seen that every year. I just don't know that they will have – the field would have included all four of the best teams. I don't think that they've gotten that one right yet. And so next year, you know, they expand the strike zone to, to 12 teams, and, and, I, and then it's harder to screw it up. Good stuff, Stinch. We look forward to catching up with you next week, and we'll see uh, how this bowl season turns out with more kids maybe uh, leaving and deciding not to play, and we'll see how that impacts the matchups that come down the line. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. Matt Stinchcomb, he joins us every week here in the locker room on the Fan 680-93.7 FM. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we take pride in our family owned and operated business. 
Hi, I'm Stacy Ellis, Vice President of the Jim Ellis Automotive Group. When my granddad, Jim Ellis, founded our company in 1971, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, my dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. Today, third-generation family members like myself, along with the support of more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values our company was founded on. At Jim Ellis Automotive, we try harder because we sincerely value your satisfaction. That's why we've been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of our 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, still family-owned and operated and where you can always expect the best. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com. 